uh, we have our opportunity to do our weekly check-in with one of the hardest-working men in broadcasting, New York Times best-selling author, co-host of Fox & Friends on Fox News and a nationally syndicated radio talk show host, the one and only Brian Kilmeade. Brian, uh, what about James Buchanan as the subject of one of your next history books? Surely there's a good James Buchanan story that you've got to be able to tell. You know, I don't really have a great James Buchanan story, but uh, very much into William McKinley, uh, T.R., uh, as well as uh, William Howard Taft. And you're right about his wife. She was the one who bolstered him, told him he could be president, and don't worry about Teddy Roosevelt. He's not going to be a problem. Roosevelt was at the zenith of his popularity, and he always regretted winning that second term and not and saying right away, I won't run for a third. Because he was, you know, he's still in the prime of his life. He got elected because McKinley was, he became president because McKinley was shot and he was VP. So he had seven and a half years. He said, that's enough until he got there. And when he got there, he was so popular. He's like, I want to change my mind. But my good buddy, William Howard Taft, I told him, you know, you'll be my heir apparent. I'll help you win. But his wife, the whole, uh, when Taft lost confidence and said, this guy's too popular. I can't replace him. It was his wife that pushed him. Well, I, for one, uh, sign me up for the next chapter of the uh, Brian Kilmeade presidential anthology series because uh, I'd love to hear. I'd love to read a book on the on the, the written by you and from your perspective on the Taft-Roosevelt relationship and how both of their wives might have affected their relationship with the other uh, fella. Hey, uh, Brian, it's uh, it's fortuitous that here we are speaking a week later, after you and I had a conversation about superstar Billy Graham, uh, one of the most pioneering wrestlers of the 70s and 80s, passing away at the age of, uh, of 79. First time we've ever spoken since Billy Graham has no longer been alive. Uh, give me your take on the life and legacy of superstar Billy Graham. You know, it's kind of interesting because when I, I was one of those kids that just loved wrestling. And you couldn't get it. I had the UHF antenna. They would have the Saturday nights. I was allowed to stay up and watch the late night one. I guess it was probably at 11 o'clock. But I used to watch with the UHF antenna and try to zero it in. And superstar Billy Graham, because I love Bruno San Martino, would always scare me. <laughs> because I'm like, this guy is so big. He's so strong. If he ever goes against San Martino, he's going to win. And I think he did, if I remember correctly, he did end up winning. But That's he right. put his feet on the turnbuckle. Well, he's a bad guy. He's going to cheat a little bit, you know. Well, I was shocked that this that the referee missed it. I mean, those referees. You think these umpires are bad? Back in the seventies, the um, the referees the referees really missed a lot. Yeah. Uh, also, as I, I you know, I talked a little bit about him earlier. It, it is a shame how his health and uh, probably his career was. Um, ruined irreparably, I would say, with his use of uh, anabolic steroids when uh, oh, yeah. a, a guy like Bruno San Martino uh, had that same kind of uh, Billy Graham strength but without the uh, but without the steroid use. Hey, uh, a lot of talk this week on the debt ceiling front. It's looking like there's some progress. Last week, President Trump said that the uh, Republicans should cause a debt default, which I, I personally think is pretty irresponsible. Where do you see things going? going at this point with these debt ceiling negotiations, Brian? Well, so far, Kevin McCarthy's played this brilliantly. And you really see Republicans be as coy as this. But, you know, for Joe Biden to dig in and say, oh, yeah, I just want a clean debt ceiling. When we know that Trump had to give in to get the debt ceiling raised with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer twice, 
And they, if you just look it up, he had to give in on a certain amount of spending in order to do it and agree not to put Obama taxes into place. It would have been very unpopular as Joe Biden tried to beat Trump in the election. And Obamacare is, uh, you know, still very much. People don't talk about it, but it's still a huge problem. But for Joe Biden to dig in and say, I just want to deal uh, a clean debt ceiling and then see the what's going on and knowing that the world's economy is the and the world leaders are looking at him and then realizing that he lost all leverage because Kevin McCarthy says, yeah, I'm not budging. They say, well, show me what you'll do. Kevin McCarthy passes something and says, shows us exactly what he wants to cut, repurposing pandemic money, putting a work requirement into uh, welfare, revisiting certain programs, going back to 2022 spending. We're not talking about 2012 or 2002, 2022 spending before this mammoth bill he passed. And all of a sudden, Joe Biden looks around and says, he gave me a program. I dared him and he came up with it. And now I'm about to go visit the Western uh, economic leaders, and I, it looks like I'm about to default on my debt. So now he looks terrible. The world's going to be asking him what's going on with this deal. They're not going to be asking Kevin McCarthy. So as he goes over, he's making all these statements to stabilize the world economy. And then I, you look around and go, wait a second. He lost all leverage. McCarthy's now saying, yeah, when he comes back early from his trip, staffers are working. It looks like we're going to get something done. And I think this is a could if this does stand this path, it's a huge win, win win for McCarthy. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than fifty percent of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Well, and ultimately, if uh, we don't default, it's a win for the country, however that uh, that comes to be. Um, I know you've been all over this all week on both radio and TV. On Monday, you had the special counsel, John Durham, releasing his long-awaited report looking at how the FBI handled uh, the investigation into the Trump campaign's alleged ties to Russia. This came after four years. This report came after four years investigating the FBI's investigation. What were you? What do you think are the key takeaways here, Brian? The key takeaways are this. And I watched Adam Schiff last night because I wanted to torture myself on MSNBC. And I wanted, they, they had, Adam Schiff's going to be on because they're trying to throw him out of the House of Representatives. Why? And, and I don't know if you heard my interview with... Will Hurd, who's a CIA guy, who's going to be running for president. And he was telling me in the break, I don't know if you get like this. Sometimes you talk to people in the break sure. and you forget what's on the air and what's not. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so I, I say, always say to myself, did I say that on TV? So I was talking to him in the break and he said, we used to sit around and we used to say, where is Howard Schiff, where is Adam Schiff getting this information? We'd watch him do a press conference. We have the same intelligence. And he'd go, no, there's no doubt about it. There's collusion here. It's right out in front of our faces. What I'm going to be able to tell you in X amount of days, we'll let you know that Donald Trump knows he's, uh, he's colluding with Vladimir Putin, what they have. Get-. And then Will Hurd was on the same committee and said, you know, what is he getting? And actually wanted the question answered is, is he getting as chairman? He should be sharing this information. Now, Will Hurd is not the biggest Trump fan, not an anti-Trumper. So he was willing to, he was open to maybe Donald Trump having relations. Uh, Brian. Angrier he yeah. got 
because he was playing to the press. All I want is one question to Adam Schiff. Do you think that Donald Trump was colluding with Vladimir Putin in Russia to win and to run, to win an election and run a country? Now, if he says yes, that goes against the Mueller report, the IG report, and now the Durham report. If he's honest and says no, all three of those reports make him look like a complete liar. If he says, I do think they colluded, he's continuing to be a liar. Yet, he, Frank, he wants to be the next senator from California. Right. That's a scary thought. Uh, Durham himself in this report concedes, uh, with all the damning stuff in there about the FBI and the leaking and the anti-Trump agents involved in this investigation, Durham concedes that uh, neither the lack of judgment nor the anti-Trump bias that he found at the FBI crossed the realm into criminal activity. Do you think that what's in this report, do you think maybe Trump overpromised on the crime of the century when um, really the only crime that Durham got a conviction for was the single lawyer who doctored an email. In a way. But I would say this. What if I told you that there would be a movement with the press, with our intelligence, and we law enforcement agency to make sure Donald to, – to go out of their way to make sure Donald Trump didn't win an election by coming up with a scandal synthetically – putting that scandal on steroids in his presidency, launching an investigation that cost $30 billion, only to find out that what Trump was saying all along was true. I had, Russia had nothing to do with the election, my presidency, or any of my decisions. So in the big picture, he is right, because we've never seen this before. The word crime, you know, it's not like I'm talking to a law enforcement person in Donald Trump or a great legal mind. In his mind, you know, when you ruin the lives of Michael Flynn, Paul Manafort, Carter Page, and George Papadopoulos, it seems to me fundamentally that's criminal behavior. You made up things they did. You put Papadopoulos in jail for a couple of days. You know, Michael Flynn lost his house. He was totally set up by that idiot James Comey. And Paul Manafort was in solitary confinement. And they almost arrest. They were one day away from arresting Jared Kushner if it wasn't for Abby Lowell coming up with facts about the fact that Jared Kushner had nothing to do with Russia. So when you see this going on, I could see Trump going, I'm trying to run a country. I'm trying to put out multiple international fires. They made up a plan. Now we see Peter Strzok's text messages, the hatred, the promise we have a plan B should he get elected. Hillary Clinton, everybody knows he's an illegitimate president hurting us on the world stage. If you, from Donald Trump's perspective, this is criminal. From Don, John Durham, who's spending life in law and order, says, um, but uh, I cannot find a crime. He tried to prosecute two, and they should have been convicted if it wasn't Washington. I, I'm losing you uh, a little bit, Brian, but uh, let me just ask you on the DeSantis front. It seems like we're getting closer and closer to him officially jumping into this race. A lot of the Trump people are crowing about the uh, Trump numbers, the poll numbers in a hypothetical matchup with DeSantis. How do you game out the uh, primary at this point? And if there's room for a third Republican candidate that's not named Trump or DeSantis, who do you think ultimately ends up occupying that third lane? You know, that's what I'm doing the the Saturday show about. 
And I'm just trying to say, guys, can we stop pretending that spring training is where you crown champions? Remember, there's no President Howard Dean. There's no President Hillary Clinton. There was uh, no President Bill Bradley. There was there was no President jo- John Giuliani. Kerry for a yep. while. So all I'm saying is Ron DeSantis isn't in yet. He's got a great team. He's got a ton of money. Nikki Haley, I, I always said, everyone thinks I'm crazy. I think she'll be there in the end. Tim Scott's got something special. And, and let this thing play out. And when you're in these small states with these very rural communities, you could win them over literally one by one. So let's see. Let's see what that stage looks like. And let's see what challenges they throw in Trump's face from the records indictment that's probably coming and the one in Georgia that's probably coming. We don't know what else is is down the pike with this crazy attorney general, Letitia James, that we have that wants to suddenly make the Trump organization the worst that's ever existed and how much they're going to find him. So let's just wait and see. But Trump is doing great. Trump is his speeches are better. His team is the best he's ever had. But I I'm I'm humble enough to know that I don't know. And I can't wait for every for all the uh, the twists and turns that come with it. Brian, we'll uh, leave it there. Thank you so much. As always, uh, we'll be watching on TV, listening to you on radio. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in person at Talkers. All right, go get him, Frank. Thank you. Thank you. 15 seconds of fame in a moment. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight.